Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Reader, your host. Really excited. This is one of our very rare opportunities to do a live, in-person interview. I'm here with Scott Wells. Uh, Scott, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So Scott and I got a chance to meet not long ago through a mutual friend, and I was fascinated by his story, um, and that's why I've invited him on. I know you're going to love him, and uh, I really appreciate your time today. So, so Scott, I, I just going to dive into it. I mean, you've done some pretty amazing things uh, physically in your life, and you, you, you've, I, I don't want to... Uh, uh, spoiler alert here, but your biggest accomplishment was you ran a hundred miles in an ultra marathon. Is that what they call it? An ultra marathon? Yeah. Ultra marathon. Yeah. Okay. hundred miles. I wouldn't say it was running, but it was on foot. <laughs> that's unreal. So yeah. before we get into that, cause I want to like talk about a lot of stuff because that's yeah. just unbelievable to me. Um, when did you get involved in running? What kind of, when did you get bit by, bit by the bug? Yeah. Um, well, it was when we moved to North Carolina, um, 2007. I just finished a residency and uh, came down here to work and just needed to get some physical activity. It was just spent all that time in school and then additional training uh, at work. And, you know, I needed an outlet. Yeah. And so uh, at the time where we lived, uh, our next door neighbor, she was a personal trainer and she was really into, you know, running and, you know, she was going to do a triathlon. And so I was like, all right, that sounds good. And so I signed up and just got into running and biking and it really? just caught so the was, bug. So it was a triathlon at first that really kind of motivated yeah. or got, got interested. Yeah. Now, did you know when you first started running, like, did you... Did you know you had kind of some really unique abilities? Because that's not an average person's capability to run and accomplish as much as you have. So you know it can be, yeah. Because yeah, no, I I didn't. Um, you know, starting running back then, I wasn't in great shape. I wasn't out of shape or anything. I mean, I don't, you know, it wasn't like I had to lose a lot of weight or anything. So I I, I was yeah. okay starting, but still, like to run a mile was hard. Was it really when yeah. you started? So a mile was hard. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Had a two mile loop in the neighborhood, and that's what I would start with. Yeah. And then just kind of built from there. Well, yeah. that's good to know. That gives me some hope. So I, because yeah. I feel like somebody like yourself, you just ha- you're wired or you're built the way to run super no. long distances, but not not the case for you. No, not the case um, at all. Like run, I think running's hard. It's, it's, I'd much rather be on a bike. That's, that's, yeah. that's, uh, uh, easier for me. Um, I still think running's difficult. Yeah. yeah. So is your true passion biking? Yeah. Is that the thing that you would love uh, to do? Yeah. 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 I'd prefer to be on a mountain bike. 
Yeah. So what was that? So you did your first triathlon, which was what? Was it a sprint or an Olympic or what level? Was it like a half iron? Your first triathlon was a half iron. So for the audience that doesn't know what a what a yeah. what a what an Ironman is, or a half Ironman, why don't you explain that? Um, it's uh, so a half Ironman is a one point two mile swim, seventy point three mile bike, and then a half marathon, thirteen point one mile run. And so full Ironman is twice that. So two point four mile swim. 112 mile bike and then a full marathon 26.2 miles wow so yeah. your first triathlon was a half iron man and what was that how much training did you do for that how long were you preparing um man i, I forget how much i did for that one but i probably spent several months it was like a, a may race a small one here in uh, north Car north carolina yeah um, down yeah. towards the coast at white lake mm -hmm. and uh so I actually, I remember the first long ride I went out on was with this neighbor. I went with her and one of her friends mm -hmm. and we did maybe 40 miles one day on a bike ride. And I didn't really know what I was getting into that much. And so I'm riding along behind them and like probably pretty far behind them most of the way trying to keep up. And then, you know, maybe middle of the ride, we come to a stop sign and they're like, how you doing? I'm like, all right. And they're like, are you eating enough? And I'm like, eating? <laughs> Am I supposed to be eating Should I have this? a sandwich with me? Yeah, like, like, a I, hoagie? <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to be taking in nutrition. <laughs> I mean, I've got a water bottle with me. So, uh, you know, I limped home at the end of that ride. I was way oh, wow. back dragging, coming yeah. in. I was like, wow, this is going to be hard. So what are you supposed and, to eat during like a long ride like that? Is it the goo packets or is it like... Yeah, uh, people have various things, but yeah, yeah I mean... Something. Something. Gotta something. Put something Even if it's just Gatorade or some sort of sports drink, you know, you need to take in some calories if you're out there for a while. Oh, yeah. And I didn't really... So 40 mile bike ride, that. how long has that taken you? A couple hours? Um, yeah, that day was probably two and a half or three, but yeah, yeah most days it might be two hours. Or... So how much does nutrition, and I, actually two questions, nutrition during the race, mm -hmm. um, how much does that play a part? And then how much does nutrition like leading up to the race and just general good health, a uh, good nutrition play a part? I mean, it, it, I think depending on who you ask, it plays a big role. I think the longer the race, the more important it is. Definitely. You got to stay on top of the calories if it's a short race you know if it's under two hours probably less of a big deal mm -hmm. um, but the long races you got to stay on top of that yeah. uh you know everyday life i mean i'm sure it's important that's kind of the generic answer yeah i mean i'm not strict oh you're not no, no. I'm, i don't have the best nutrition at yeah. home i could do a lot better well that's good that gives me some hope yeah. too i like this i thought yeah. you'd be maybe like this super like only eating like yeah. celery sticks and like you know carrots and grain and <laughs> dirt <laughs> no twigs <laughs> no i probably should be and yeah. i think i would aspire to that but i don't yeah well that's good so you got balance <laughs> oh yeah yeah like and i think i was probably stricter about things <clears throat> in the early years um yeah, I was, I probably calculated things more and mm -hmm. in recent years now it's more about, you know, I just want to have fun and just enjoy it. And so yeah. you know, if I want to have a beer the night before a race, I'm going to have a beer the night before a race, but Good. You know, eat whatever it's not as. So was, are you, when you're racing, is it, are you competing for a 
place? Are you competing, you know, against the other athletes? Are you more competing against yourself? Uh, again, depends on the race. I think I've done everything. There's some races where I've been competing to maybe try and win. Um, and that would be like some of the shorter, smaller local races. Like I can't, I'm not good enough to win yeah. like big things. Uh, most of the time it's been going in with like a time goal. Like, here's what I want to do yeah. as a personal time. Yeah. And then there's been other events where I've got like two or three buddies and we're going to just do this one together. We're going to stick together and just try and get through this thing. Yeah. And I've done that, uh, with my wife as well. Um, oh yeah we've, we've done Maggie. some yeah. long races together and just yeah stuck together that's and, great so what ones have you done how far have you gone uh, together last year we did pilot mountain marathon wow, and so cool. it's basically up and down and around pilot mountain twice wow and so she and i did that and we just stuck together the whole time and had a great day of it yeah uh we weren't competing for any sort of place or time it was just let's go out there and do this it'll be fun yeah and that's great and do you train yeah. together too for that for stuff like that we yeah. we did some you know when yeah. when things aligned and we could go out and run together mm -hmm. we would yeah. yeah so who are you competitive with each other no not really no that's no. good so you support yeah. each other yeah is she your accountability partner at times yeah yeah. yeah um it's funny like one of her things before i go out and like race or even if i was like coming to this today she, her thing would be like don't embarrass me out there and <laughs> giving you good words of encouragement here and i'm wearing this i've already failed at that so <laughs> that's i'm right. sure I've, uh, that's right 98 percent of the so. listeners listen they don't watch this so that's okay. right <laughs> yeah so that's her big thing and even some of her friends joke about it don't embarrass maggie out there that's um, funny yeah i can remember at times and like one of the mountain bike races I did, uh, it was a 60 mile mountain bike race off road assault on Mount Mitchell. And I'm like 35 miles into this thing out in the mountains in the middle of nowhere out. And this is mountain bike. This is, this like, was mountain bike. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just miserable, beat down, like just climbing these never ending climbs. And I was just like, huh, I wonder what Maggie would think if I quit. And I mean, you can't quit at that point. There's nowhere to go except get back to the finish line. Yeah, um, right. But that was like the first time I ever thought about that. And that was like what came to mind is just that. Yeah, I wonder what she'd think. Like, what would she do? Quit. What would she do? Would she... Oh, she'd kill me. Yeah. She, yeah she, she's like, that, <laughs> so that's that was not an option. Yeah. So <laughs> that and, uh, uh, you know, this last race, the 100 mile race, she pretty much carried me through the wow. second half. Yeah. So, uh, so just back to the mountain bike for a minute. I mean, like 60 mile mountain bike over tough terrain i'm assuming like uh -huh. so i did umstead which is 13 miles and that was a beast for me so i can't even now that that's now for me relative to that i can't even imagine that is that harder in some respects than doing like what's what's harder like a marathon just flat out race mm -hmm. of 26 miles or a bike ride that's like that mountain bike of 60 miles that mountain bike race is probably one of the most difficult things to get through from a just a survivability really? standpoint, I think. Yeah. Uh, these never ending climbs and then these really narrow ridgeline technical descents that so it's just dangerous, absolutely right? 
beat you up. Wow. I think probably the worst quad cramps I've ever had in my life were actually coming downhill where I wasn't even pedaling, but I had to physically stop my bike because my quads cramped up, my forearms were beat. Oh my god. That's coming downhill. And so wow. that yeah, that one that one's really tough. Um people get hurt in those but, things, like they've fallen off. Uh I mean yeah. I, I've seen some where it's you're on the edge of almost like a cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if there's anything like cliff where we're gonna fall yeah. off a cliff but it is narrow ridge line and if you do go off the trail you can you're gonna hurt tumble yourself. a little ways yeah, yeah. You know, one you of my t- buddies got an ambulance ride out of that race one time so oh, wow have yeah. you gotten um, any have you had any really nasty spills uh in any of your races nothing that required like hospitalization no i mean i've <laughs> i've hurt my shoulder i've lost yeah. a lot of skin you know don't yeah. get some blood to the trail that sort of thing <laughs> but um it's like a badge of honor though i guess right <laughs> yeah a little bit it's just part of mountain biking you yeah know, if, you, if you ride and you yeah. know it's just one of those things like you get into it and you just want to try something a little bit harder and harder yeah and you know you're gonna yeah you're gonna take some spills is that but... what it is are you like are you motivated by trying something harder than you did something before i think that's a lot of it yeah, yeah. yeah. i think that's yeah i've got a, just a, a couple of friends that we just we just sit around and we talk about well what's the next bad idea yeah yeah really <laughs> um and and we just i don't know it's just fun like, yeah go out and just try and see what we can do and yeah is that how you got to the point? So what was the order of stuff that you did? Did you do the Ironman first and then you did the 100 miles or what? Yeah, what was it, was, it? it was straight up triathlons in yeah. the beginning. And so that first year I got into triathlons, you know, I got that, that, that half iron distance in. I did a couple of shorter ones. And then I really just knew at that point, like, I, I want to do an Ironman yeah. race. And uh, so I, I signed up and went out and did a marathon to just kind of prove myself that I could do a marathon. So went and ran a marathon. What kind of time did you get in the marathon? Uh, my goal was to break four hours, and I did three fifty nine. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I had to sprint out the finish, <laughs> which was awful. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. But I'm watching right? my watch, and I'm like, oh, the finish is uh, about a quarter mile further than what my watch said it was going to be. So I had oh, to sprint man. it out at the end. But yeah, so good for proved you. myself. I could do it. Yeah. And I mean, that's really the only marathon I've ever done, like like road marathon. Yeah. Um, uh, besides Ironman marathons. And so then I went and signed up for my first Ironman. Mm-hmm. And were you well, nervous going into that? Like, we, I mean, that's a major jump. <laughs> yes and no. I yeah. mean, at that point, it's just, you just get this friend group and you just, it becomes not it doesn't seem like a goal that's unachievable because you're kind of surrounding yourself with people who do these things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I can do that. They're doing it. I can do it. Just have to figure out how and just have to work towards it. Um, so yeah, I signed up for it and I didn't tell my wife I signed up for it. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's easier to get, forgiveness than permission yeah i mean did you think she would not want you to do it or she would she was you worried didn't about be... the time commitment in oh the training. the training yeah understandably absolutely. oh yeah definitely. understandably and that and that was always a you know for years that was a bit of a i guess point of contention is just yeah because it is a little bit of a selfish 
sport. I mean, you spend yeah. a lot of time out there. How much time? Biking. I mean, yeah. What I mean, peak weeks, you can be 15 to 17 hours wow. out there. You know, you're either running or go out on the bike and do a five, six hour ride. And then you get home and then you run five or 10 miles. Oh, jeez. Um, so it, it, there's a time commitment to it and yeah, you know, got kids and yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but then she got into it too. Yeah. So we actually did an Ironman together. We did well, both did our own race, but we both we, oh. we did. So she got into it too, and that made it a lot easier. Yeah. Because it became joint training, like you're yeah. doing it. And did yeah. you do that? Did you train together and go out on rides together and stuff like that? No, she had her friend group. Oh, okay. And I had mine, and yeah, yeah. But you so, each had the time. You know, you knew the other each, one. Set time and uh, yeah, so we were able yeah. to yeah. to do that. So yeah, the the triathlon came first, and that became sort of a passion. And then I always had all right. Well, I got to get a time goal, you know, and this is the time that I want to break for an Ironman. And and it took me like four tries to finally get there, and I finally did it. And wow! Then a friend introduced me to mountain biking, and that became. A passion now running was always a thing um, yeah throughout this and so mountain biking was big for a while and still is it's still sort of my, probably my favorite thing to yeah. do yeah but running was always there and we kind of moved from road running to trail running yeah and which do you just, like better do you like trail running it's more interesting yeah, yeah i do like trail running a lot better yeah and, and it's easier on your body. It's easier it? on your body, yeah. but yeah, it can be harder on your body if you get a lot of uneven surfaces. Oh, so I true. think you're using a lot of different muscles yeah. for it. Yeah. But as far as impact wise, which I learned from this hundred mile race on pavement, the trail is much better. The um, hundred mile race was all on pavement? The yeah. whole thing? Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. So all right, let's talk about yeah. this. I this is this was the thing that just intrigued me the most. So Talk us through, like, what what is that race like? I mean, I can't even imagine it. What is what is it like? Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't know what to expect going into this. My longest run was a 50-miler, and I did that with a couple of my friends. Like, we all signed up for a 100-mile race mm -hmm. back in September. So we're like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and do it. We're going to sign up. Uh, we all tried to get into the local one here at Umstead. Okay. But that's a lottery. So we all went into the lottery. My two buddies got into that one and I didn't get in. Oh. So I was like, oh man, like we're gonna train together and I didn't get in, so what am I gonna do? So I went hunting, is there another race that I can sign up for around the same time so we can still run through the winter together and train? And so I found this one in the Outer Banks same day as their oh, race. It really? Yeah, yeah, same exact day. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll sign up for that one. It's completely flat, 100% pavement. Is it just up and down the Outer Banks? One end, no, one end to the other, which I didn't realize the Outer Banks outer, initially Outer Banks is 100 miles? Yeah, from Kerala to Hatteras. It's 100 miles. Oh, my gosh. I never would have guessed that. Yeah, I wouldn't wow. have either. But, yeah, I looked at the map. I was like, yeah, I guess it is 100 miles. Wow. Okay. It is. All right. Interesting. <laughs> um, so... Signed up for it, and we're training through the winter. We decided to go out, and one of our longest runs was a 50-miler. One of my buddies, he, he tore his Achilles during that oh, run. Oh. 
And then my other buddy, he he was starting his own business this year and he opened a gym and that got delayed just to the time that it was going to make it impossible for him, for him to finish training appropriately. Uh, yeah, yeah. So both of them had to back out yeah. of their race. Yeah. So I was kind of ended up being the only one. But you still did the Outer it. Banks one or did you switch? No, I, well, I couldn't switch. Yeah, that's oh, not, okay. an, it wasn't an yeah, option to switch. Else. Yeah. So yeah, I went and did the Outer Banks one. So the, the race, um, again, you know, I hear stories, you know, you try and do some research, like what's this going to be like? You know, I've never run more than 50 miles and I felt pretty beat down after that 50 mile run. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what's it going to be? Did you yeah. have with the 50 mile run? Did you feel like you had any gas in the tank at all to keep going? Or were you just exhausted? I was sore. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that 50 mile run we did, we did it around here and it was on pavement. So my feet yeah. hurt. I'm yeah. like, well, that, that might become a problem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you know, muscles are sore, but I didn't feel like we were completely out of gas and I just, oh, I can't walk anymore. Cause that's the, also the thing is like, I always felt like, all right, if I can't run, I can walk Yeah, yeah. and I can walk a 15 or 16 minute mile. And I felt like that'd be pretty easy. Yeah. So I was like, worst case scenario is I'll end up walking. And if mm-hmm. I end up walking this pace, I'm still going to do well. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, it turns out that's not the case, which I'll get to, but, um, so yeah, that race, Someone told me the halfway point of a hundred miler is like 70 or 75 miles. Oh like, yeah, I get it. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We'll see. So I, the I last, no so the last 25 or 30 miles is as hard as the first 70, 75 is what that's, you're saying. And that's what I heard going yeah. into it yeah. from, from people. And I've heard that's about where a lot of people quit is around that 75 mile point. And yeah. you know, I know of a couple of people that have had to, to quit and it's usually around that that point. So I, I have no idea what it feels like at at that point. And so, you know, going along that day, it was a, just a beautiful day to start. I mean, we start at 5 a.m. It was clear. Stars are out. No wind. It's like 55 degrees. Like oh, it's yeah. just perfect. Perfect running weather. Yeah. Perfect. And we start. And and the tricky thing with this course was that pacing was a little bit challenging early yeah from from an ultra standpoint you know whenever i've done other long trail races if you go uphill you walk and if you're going flat or downhill you run yeah and so it kind of there's a natural pacing of where you're going to walk and where you're going to run but when it's all flat right well where am i going to walk so i have to do it by either distance or time and so i figured you know and I worked on it in training a bit, but what I started off as I ran two miles and then walked a mile. Yeah. And that worked out pretty well. And then around mile 20 or so, I forget exactly where, but somewhere in there, I was like, well, I'm going to back that off a little bit. And then I was running one mile, walking a half mile just, and that seemed to be a sweet spot. And I was able to carry that yeah. for a pretty long time. And I felt good. Yeah. Uh, my wife jumped in and ran five miles with me. So you're allowed to have a pacer ah, for these races. Okay. Yeah. So you're allowed to have one person with you. Um, for this race, you could have a pacer throughout the entire race if you wanted. Some mm. races, they don't allow it until the second 50 miles. I got it. But this one, you could have it throughout. So it was like in the Nags Head area. Maggie jumped in and ran a few miles with me from like one aid station to the next. And okay. 
my daughter jumped in. Oh, wow. Uh, she did like mile 40 to 45. Oh, that's with cool. me. You How know, old she, is she? She's 16. Okay. Great. Yeah. So she jumped in and I had slowed the pace down a little bit at that point where I was doing it more by time. Like I'd run a minute and then walk three or four minutes, run a minute, walk three or four. And, and she did that with me for a few miles Yeah. and I was still feeling good. And the pace is still, you know, I'm right on pace, actually under goal pace and going along. So the weather's still perfect. And I mean, there's a slight breeze off the ocean, like coming from the side, keeps you cool. The sun, the sun's up. But then when it felt like it was getting too hot, like the clouds rolled in. I mean, it was like wow, perfect Yeah, for the first 50 miles. Uh -oh. um, I sense so, that's going to change. Yeah. <laughs> so like I felt great through 50 miles. Like this is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm smiling, having a great time. And then... Yeah, it was, like, it was getting dark. I got through 50 miles in somewhere around 11 hours. And so that's, what, like 4 o'clock in the afternoon there. And I slowed down a bit after that, uh, but I'm still running some. Mm -hmm. Around mile 60, and this is getting around 7.30 at night, you, know, you could see, and we're down on, like, the southern part of the Outer Banks where, you know, well, like, south of... Uh, the Oregon Inlet, and mm -hmm. there's not much down there. You got the sound on one side, the ocean on the other side. I can't, I can, yeah, I can I hear the ocean, that. but I can't see it just because there's yeah. a dune right, right there, but I can right. hear it the whole time. Yeah. And it's getting dusk, and you can see off to the sound on the right, like we just see this these storms rolling in, and you can just see all this lightning. Uh-oh. And so we're checking the phone and watching the radar, and like, yeah, this one's not going around. Like, this is this is coming right at us. So when it was getting pretty close, right around dark, they did actually report out that, all right, we're closing the course. Everybody, you know, get shelter. Oh, wow. So you know, we, we've got these pacer vehicles. So my sister was driving pacer vehicle with my daughter and my wife and so we jumped in the car at that point and this was you know, mile 58 60 yeah and maggie wanted me to keep going until the storm like actually yeah. hit and i'm at that point like no i just want to sit down you're like come on maggie i'm tired because wow. i've been going for 12 <laughs> 13 hours at that point yeah and like, so there might still be a racer that goes by. She's like, look, they're still out there. I'm just like, that guy's tough. What's, what's exactly. Going on? She wanted me to keep going. Wow. And I, I wanted nothing more than to just sit down. Yeah. Yeah. I was tired. And so we did the storm rolled in and I ended up sitting in the car for about an hour and a half until mm -hmm. they said course is open again. Yeah. I fell asleep for maybe 30 minutes in the car. Was that a good thing or does that like Well, we debate about away? that a lot right yeah. now. Maggie thinks it's a bad thing because I was still running some up until that point. Yeah. I think it probably was a bad thing. Yeah. At the time, I I just wanted to sit down. Yeah. I was yeah. I was beat. Yeah. And I never could really get it together after that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So from there on you know, the last 40 miles ahead of me, I, I just couldn't get it back together to yeah. run. Yeah. And I can't really put my finger on exactly why. Yeah. Maybe it was just exhaustion. Like nothing hurt. My feet hurt. Yeah. And they're full of blisters and all that, but that's not why I couldn't run. I mean, I was running with that 
prior. Yeah. Uh, but so about nine o'clock that night, we course is open again and we're back on the road. And so we're just headed south towards Hatteras through the night. And the overnight, just the weather changed after that storm went through. Yeah. It's just, there was this mist in the wind that we used to have kind of from our back is now this headwind. Oh, wow. And the clouds, so there's no stars out anymore. <laughs> And so, I can't run. Yeah. So I'm doing the math because you have a lot of time to just think and like, well, all right, how long is this going to take me to finish this at yeah. my current pace? Yeah. And where I'd always thought, okay, well, I can walk a 15 or 16 minute mile. That's, that's not even a fast walk. Yeah. I can't like, I was like, if I was getting them done in 20 minutes, then that was a decent mile at that point. Yeah. Wow. And so you know, doing this math, all right, I'm doing three miles an hour. I got 40 miles left. I'm like, oh man, that's like another 13, 14 hours if I'm lucky. Whoa. So that's going to put me like, oh, like 11 o'clock tomorrow. Oh my <laughs> If I can keep going. Wow. And it's just like, you look at that in front of you. That's unreal. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Can I keep going? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm beat. I'm tired. <laughs> But I can still keep walking at that point. And, yeah. And so, so pretty much after that storm went through, Maggie set out with me. Mm -hmm. And from there until the finish line, either Maggie or my daughter was with me the entire time. Oh, that's awesome. The last 40 miles. Wow. That's that One great. or the other did wow. with me. And so that was really cool because that kept yeah. me going. Oh, Yeah. And you know, getting into the miles, the seventies and the eighties, those were the worst. I can't imagine. Because you still have a lot of time ahead of you. Yeah. But it's like, all right, well, I'm at mile seventy-five. I only got twenty-five miles left, but I still have twenty-five miles left, and that's going to be another eight or nine hours at my current pace. And yeah. it's like one in the morning right now, and I'm yeah. I'm beat. I don't feel like walking anymore. The weather's now miserable. Yeah. And it just, it was, it was getting like, it, like, it wasn't fun yeah. anymore. Were you just regretting and, that you even did it at that point? Or were you just, what were you saying to yourself? I wasn't regretting it. I really just wanted to, I just wanted to get done with it. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to finish. Yeah. And like, part of me is like, man, I just want to quit. But I'm like, I've come this far. Yeah. Like, I just want to get done because yeah. I don't want to have to do this again. I don't want to go through all the training again for months and months and months because yeah. I got sick of running. Yeah. And so I don't want to do all that again and then do, then have to go through this again. And so right. like, you know, it's like, I sort of can see the finish line, although yeah. I can't really. So you felt like and you had to, you just had to keep going. Yeah. And yeah. Maggie's right there saying, you have to keep going. You're not wow. doing this again. Was your daughter pushing you like Maggie is too? Or was she? Yeah. Now they're both blessed with being able to talk. <laughs> and so they're talking the entire time. Oh, wow. Like, I don't, I don't feel like talking and I don't talk yeah. about it anyway, really. But, yeah. um, but they're just talking the whole time. And so yeah. they're entertaining me and that's cool. Uh, 
and you know my daughter's like full of energy i think she was like pounding monsters through the night oh that's and so she's just full of energy you know three in the morning and she's she's wired having a good old time of it um wow but getting into probably the darkest point was like this stretch about mile 80 to 85 yeah 3 a.m it's it's this really narrow part of the outer banks right before you I don't even know what it's between, but it's before you get to Frisco and Hatteras. Mm-hmm. Like I, you could literally throw a stone in the sound or you could turn this way and throw a stone in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, but not that I could see either of them yeah. because it's three in the morning now. And the, like the road, it's just this straight road forward and backward. Like, and at this point we can't see anything. There's no light. There's no, there's not a light off in the distance. You know, there's no sign of <laughs> no sign of life of existence. <laughs> yeah, and I hadn't seen a runner since nine o'clock that night. I hadn't seen another competitor. Like oh, if wow. I, could, you can look forward, you can look backward, and you can like on a clear day, you probably could see for miles normally. But I don't see a headlamp anywhere. Were you we even wondering if the race was still going on? I mean, how do you even know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew it was going on because you would get like every now and then another Pacers vehicle yeah, would okay, be sitting gotcha. somewhere. Yeah. It's like, I know there's other people out here, but I yeah. never saw, I went 10 hours and never saw another competitor. Oh my gosh. And so at this point in this mile 80 to 85, we've got this 20 mile an hour headwind constantly coming at us with this mist we can't see anything forward or back. And then we, cause Maggie's with me at this point. And all I can see is the 20 feet ahead of me that my headlamp is lighting up. Yeah. And I'm just whipped. And it's, it was, it was just miserable. Like I just wanted to stop. And like, I don't know how far I still have to go. Other yeah. than, I mean, I can look at my watch and I know, like I actually know the distance, but I don't know where, like, I want to see a town. I want to yeah, get to something. Right. right. And like, you'll see a light off in the distance ahead of you. And like, okay, well maybe that's a town. And then it gets brighter and you see, oh no, it's headlamp headlights from a car. And then you watch it come and it's, it's getting closer and closer. And then it goes by at about 60 miles an hour. And you're like, wow, it took a while for it to get to us. So I know I at least have to go that far or it'd be the other way. Like a car would go by us and we're watching their taillights just go off into the distance. (laughs) It's messing with your psyche big time. Yeah, it does. Playing games with you. Like mentally, I think I was just broken at that point like i just i just wanted to like quit or lay down and i just i wanted it to be over yeah and yeah so maggie's walking in front of me and she's like i can't sugarcoat it like this is terrible like i have have nothing good to say right now about this this is this is miserable but you got to keep going like you're here you're almost a mile 85 and yeah uh you know, she would stay walk in front of me, like right in front of me to try and block the wind. Yeah. At one point, like jokingly, she got behind me and was pushing me. <laughs> uh, wow. And yeah, I, I, I started sobbing at one point. Like wow. I, I couldn't help it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just wanted this to be over with. Yeah. It just, I would have started sobbing at like mile five. So yeah. You, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. impressed. <laughs> it was like, I just, it was just, I couldn't control it. Like yeah. I've never, wow. I just, I think it was just like emotionally and mentally, I just wanted it to be done. So what did, what did it feel like when you finally got, you know, started getting closer and what, could you yeah. actually see the finish line at one point? What, what, what was that like? No, like my goal, like I wanted, 
sunrise and I wanted to get to the Hatteras lighthouse. Yeah. Cause we, yeah. we did like an, an, an out and back into the Hatteras lighthouse area. Yeah, yeah. And so we got to that area at sunrise and then my daughter was with me at that point and we went in and there was just enough fog that as we're, as we're going in there, we could see this, you know, Hatteras lighthouse, which is a pretty impressive thing. You could, you could barely see the light at the top because of the fog. It was pretty cool to see that in the early morning. And I was really happy to get to Hatteras and see the lighthouse. Yeah. But we still had 10 miles to go. Yeah. And normally like a 10 mile run, like that was like a short training run at that point. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, that's more than three hours at my current pace. I still have a long way to go. Wow. And so, you know, we just kept plugging away. And uh, when my daughter was with me, she actually was like, can you run a little bit? And she'd pick a spot like 50 yards ahead. And she's like, well, let's run to there. I'm like, okay, yeah. let's do it. And we did that like three times in this one mile and got yeah. this 20 minute pace down to like an 18 minute pace. And we were yeah. so excited that we, <laughs> we brought this pace down by doing these three short runs. And I told her, I was like, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. Your body just, I mean, I, yeah. I can't even imagine your muscles have just got to seize up almost. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I look back at that, like my muscles weren't sore. Yeah. Like they weren't sore. Like my feet were hurting. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just exhaustion. Yeah. Just being awake. Yeah. For that long, right? Yeah. You know, 20, I mean, at it's that point, it's probably 27 day. hours when we got to Hatteras that I've been awake, moving. Steadily moving. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. And so, I don't know, I kept moving, and Maggie was with me the last eight miles or so. Yeah. And they were all miserable. I think all the way up until the last quarter mile where I could see the finish line, I think I easily could have just laid down and quit. Oh, man. Was, so when was, you saw the finish line, you're now a quarter yeah. mile away. What are you thinking? I mean, what's going through your mind? I did it. Yeah. Made it. Like, this is, it's over. Like, I, I can be done. I can be done with this. Yeah. And so I did run. I, I was able to run the last, you know, 30 yeah. yards or 50 yards or whatever it was down the yeah. finish shoot and... And, and were there a lot of people and, there? Like, are there people watching or at that it's time? It's really anticlimactic. Yeah. yeah. No, there are yeah. like a handful of people there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they give you your belt buckle. That's sort of the, wow. the prize for finishing a hundred mile race. And so yeah. got my belt buckle. And then, yeah, you know, I think part of the thing is with, you know, COVID now they can't really have these big to do's. And so yeah, it's kind of like, all right, here. And then you got to kind of move along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was there and my sister, Maggie and my daughter, you know, we just went and they set up a chair and I sat down Yeah, and you know, for about 10 seconds, I actually was like, started crying. Like, cause wow. I was like, it's over. Like oh, I'm done wow. with this. Like it just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I finished some pretty tough things and just never felt. Was that the like toughest that. thing you've ever done? Please say yes. What? Well, yeah. I mean like from a all around, like mentally, emotionally, like, yeah. cause it plays with you on that end. Yeah. Um, you know, from just like straight up what's hard physically skill wise, that sort of thing. No, but like from the straight up, just having to, to push through and yeah. keep going when you're tired. Yeah. Cause that's what I felt like it ended up being is this test of how long can I stay awake and keep moving? Yeah. Do you feel like you can do anything now because you've done all these things? No, 
No, but I, like I, I feel like if if I choose something that I want to do, I, I know that I can probably figure out a way. Yeah. To get through it. It's interesting. So. It must be just your your confidence though builds to know that you've overcome something like that and you've yeah. done something that you know a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent of people can ever do. Uh, that just must make you realize how much mental strength you have, not just physical strength, but mental strength, because you have to have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, help along the way, you know, with with them pushing me. Cause I think having pacers in that event, you know, having Maggie and my daughter out there and my sister and all that, like that was huge. I don't think I would have been able to, I know I wouldn't have been able to do it without them with me. And so, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, next year when my buddies actually do come around and do this, I'm excited to pace them. I'm not doing it again, but yeah, I was going to ask you, did you ever do it again? Them. You wouldn't do it again? Yeah, what, it, yeah. It, it got not to the point it was well beyond fun. Yeah, so, so first of all, fascinating yeah. story and congratulations. Yeah. I mean, that is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so I know you said you, you're always kind of thinking about the next thing. What is next for you? Um, about back to mountain biking yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to, probably do a couple mountain biking things. Although Maggie was so excited because Maggie ended up doing 38 miles with me during this race. And my daughter did 18 miles with me during during that race. So Maggie was excited that she's like, well, I want to do an ultra now. So, wow. So she, she and I are signed up to do a 50 K in October and we're going to do that together. So she wants me to do a race with her. So we're going to do a 50 K trail race. That's great. Where's that around Um, here? It's a pilot mountain to hanging rock. I got you. Yeah, okay, so cool. we're gonna do yeah. that together this yeah. fall. Yeah. So I'll I'll help her through that one, or I don't know, she yeah. may help me through that one. We'll see. Yeah. Good for but, you, man. Wow, that is absolutely yeah. incredible. I've got all the respect for you in the world, uh, and just admiration. I mean, that's just unfathomable. Um, and I love love the story. I mean, what a cool cool uh, accomplishment, and obviously came with a lot of pain, <laughs> but a lot of you know reward afterwards. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. it's done. Um, <laughs> yeah, and part of me is like, you know, I could get a much better time. Like I didn't have a great time in the grand scheme, but I, oh, but I'm kind of like, all right, I finished. I think you I'm gonna have to say <laughs> you did it. That's good enough. But, yeah. Wow. Uh, well, this has been fantastic. I know we're uh, we're running out of time here, but for that, you've got a lot of people in the audience. I'm sure that are maybe thinking about either trying to push themselves with running or biking or do an Ironman or something like that. What, what piece of advice would you leave them with that uh, they might be able to take with them? Get a good support group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one, it makes it more fun. Um, like the fact that I have friends that like we all do this stuff together that's yeah. that's the reason we do it and then you know with maggie doing it too that makes it that much better and i'm i'm just hoping i can get her into mountain biking i'm yeah. trying that's <laughs> awesome well but, i'll yeah. tell you let us know when you uh are doing one that's around here we'd love to we'll we'll, we'll cheer cheer you on and get a big group around you so that's great Congrats. Awesome. Well, thanks thanks for joining today. I really appreciate it, Scott. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. We've been here with Scott Wells, uh, ultra elite marathoner and uh, mountain biker and Ironman. Uh, Just an incredible athlete. Great story. 
and uh, great having uh, having you here to share it with you. So we'll have you back maybe some point when you do another one. Okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, everybody. Make sure, as always, like, subscribe, uh, share this, go down below, give some uh, reviews, five stars, of course, and uh, always interested in your new thoughts and ideas of topics and guests and all that kind of good stuff. So thanks for joining us today, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.